0: was brought about by um, this utopian idea of a national competition. Um, Nothing could be uh, further from the truth. That was not the reason. Um, The reason was simple. The reason was to, um, in a sense, the reason was very clear and very simple. The reason was to... um, you know, prop up the Victorian uh, clubs, the Victorian clubs at the time. There were a number of Victorian clubs that were struggling uh, financially, and that's why it came about. There were also a number of West Australian clubs here in WA that were struggling at the time. But the concept of a national competition had not been some had had not just emerged out of no apparent reason. Um, had not just emerged for no apparent reason. It had been going, uh, you know, for some length of time. And this idea that it somehow um, had occurred because of, um, uh, you know, uh, just suddenly occurred, it hadn't. The idea around it had been coming for some time. There'd been a number of discussions about who would, you know, clubs that would make it up. There'd be a number of attempts to form a national competition. There was a period of time there where um, East East Perth here in West Australia were talking about entering the VFL. There was a period of time where there was uh, a number of teams that were talking about entering, a number of situations that were being talked about. There was a a competition that was proposed for a period of time by, um, you know, a super competition that was proposed for one team from each state uh, in the 1980s. This went on for quite a significant period of time. There was there was never any doubt about that. Um, so this idea that somehow it was it was done out of some utopian um, desire for success is a bit uh, a bit incorrect, and it certainly wasn't. So um, it was done because they needed to they needed to keep the Victorian clubs going. That's why it happened. That's why it occurred. That's why it was brought in. That's why it was implemented. So let's let's have a look at of at why? Let's have a look at the clubs who were admitted, and then we can talk a little bit about the truth behind behind it. Now, in nineteen eighty seven, when the competition was formed, there were only two clubs outside of Victoria that were admitted. There were only two licences that were awarded, but it was the licensing fees that made a huge big. Uh, put a huge big cash injection into the competition, which would help the Victorian clubs, in particular the Fitzroy Football Club, which had struggled for a number of years um, and was still strained and continued to struggle after this, um, right up until 1996 when it, it, it finally folded and merged in 97 with the Brisbane Lions. So, you know, this, it, this wasn't a new thing. So there were two teams admitted. There was a team from Perth and a team from Queensland or the Gold Coast. Now it says the Brisbane Bears there, but essentially they played their football for most of the early part of their life on the Gold Coast. And the team from Westco from Perth, were the West Coast Eagles. Now they were the first two teams admitted, and it was just purely out of a desire to get more money into the and and prop up the the struggling Victorian clubs. So this idea that it was the AFL was set up as 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 some utopian thing. Uh, I'm sorry to say. Isn't correct, and and the mythology that's been built up around this has mainly been built up around this by uh, prominent people out of Victoria who who want to make it seem like it was something bigger than it actually was. Now, following those two teams, the AFL didn't become the AFL until nineteen ninety. It wasn't branded as in the AFL until 1990. It remained the BFL till through 80, 87, when West Coast and Brisbane came in, 88, 89, and then in 1990 it became the AFL. But it only had two at that stage, two teams outside of Victoria, which was which was the which was West Coast Eagles and the Brisbane Bears. It didn't have anyone else. Oh, the Sydney Swans. Sorry, the Sydney Swans. So there were three teams outside of Victoria, Sydney, who had been South Melbourne moved essentially moved up to Sydney. So there were three teams outside of Victoria at the time. Um, but the teams that followed, there were three teams that followed that entered, that created what we now see, created what the foundation of, of the national competition. You don't, add, I haven't added the two teams that exist today in addition to this because they came later after the national competition had been established. But the three teams that came next... The Adelaide Crows were the next ones. They came in 1991 in South Australia. The Three Mantle Dockers followed. That was the second team in West Australia in 1995. And then the Port Adelaide Power followed after that in 1997 out of South Australia. And that was when the national competition as we know it, the 16-team national competition as it was known, was complete. So that was how it started. It didn't start through any other, um, any other particular desire or any other particular reason other than that, and and essentially other than and putting investment in to help struggling Victorian clubs to stay alive. And for a lot of it, it, it did. It helped Fitzroy from virtually from nineteen eighty seven until nineteen ninety six when the Fitzroy Football Club finally collapsed those licensing fee monies that were being paid by the interstate clubs basically helped keep Fitzroy going. So, you know, there's, there's a lot, been a lot of mythology around this, a lot of creation of mythology around this has been developed by other people. And that's just not right. In terms of the real truth behind it, it's just not there. It's just not correct. So let's be honest about it. Let's be clear about it. The real reason The clear reason is because you know the Victorian football, the Victorian clubs that were struggling needed the money. That's what happened. What ended up coming later, yes, might well have been the national competition, but that took the work of people like Ross Oakley and others to see that to fruition. And there's probably a strong argument that it's not truly national anyway because you've still got close to 50% of the teams based in one state, which you do. So, you know, is it truly national? Plus, there's no team out of Tasmania, there's no team out of the Northern Territory, and that still remains. And whether there's a chance of those in sight, well, who knows? Um, The momentum seems to be building around the Tasmanian franchise, but you're not going to really know for some time uh, whether that's actually going to happen. So to say that this was a utopian thing is wrong. It wasn't. Um, Had it been coming for some time before it happened in 1987? Yes, it had been. There'd been various incarnations of it up until 1986. There'd been various debates probably from 1970, the mid-1970s, till 1986 about a national competition of one form or another, and finally the VFL acted in 1996 and started the ball rolling, but again, as I say, they only started the ball rolling out of a desire to to keep alive those clubs from Victoria, and let's be straight, it only just got there initially. They only just got entry, I think it it was very close, the boat was something like 10. Um, it was very close. It was very thin, the margin. It was only one or two boats separated. And it was because they'd got, uh, at one stage, it didn't look like it was going to get up. Then they, the VFL Commission took aside a couple of club presidents who were from struggling clubs and said, look, you will get, you will get these licensing fees. Now, what then proceeded was, was a tremendously hard time for the two teams that came in. Both the West Coast Eagles and the Brisbane Bears had to pay for their own travel, plus the travel of the opposition teams coming to Perth or to Brisbane, um, plus their own accommodation, plus the teams that were here as accommodation. All that had to be done. There was no, you know, there was no assistance, very little assistance for both those teams at the beginning. Lists were not terribly long. took some years before that all changed. Um, it really took till, for the Eagles to be truly accepted, and even then they really weren't, And even then there's probably still some argument that the interstate teams are not. Um, It took till 1992 till they won the premiership for reality to sink in. And even then it didn't really sink in. Um, You know, that was six years. Brisbane took a lot longer. You know, Brisbane entered in 1987, and it took till 1990, not 2001 for them to win their first premiership. It took till 1996 for them to play in their first finals. So nearly 10 years. So, you know, it shows that, that, you know, the real history behind this is very different to what's been created. And Australian needs to remember that. The truth about things needs to be remembered. Um, Not because it's not great that you want, you know, you want a national competition. No, it's not because of that. It's because... The truth needs to be the thing that is is the basis of which history is based on, not mythology. You know, you need to base it on fact and on truth. And the fact is, is this is what it was. And and that's that's it. So, what we're going to do as part of this show is is just shine a light on some of the things in Australian history, Australian sports history that have perhaps become a bit mythologized when, in fact, in reality, they're actually far different. And let's let's look at them. With, a little, with the rose-coloured glasses off. Let's look at them with, with, with clear focus and clear view. So there you have it. The AFL as we know today didn't start out of some utopian goal of a national competition. It started because the clubs in Victoria and the clubs in WA were struggling and they needed a circuit breaker in order to keep things alive. Had it not happened, there is a very strong possibility that Aussie rules football, as we know it today, would have withered and died on the vine. We're thinking of